WestJet Pilots and other podcast listeners. My name is Captain Chris Thal, and I'm joined today by two very special guests at the Toronto Airport Hotel by two of the most, let's call them household familiar names lately. I have Captain Tom Lindstrom and Captain Rob Sims. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here. So it's 107 Eastern time here in Toronto. Quick math, 16 hours left. Just shy. Just shy of the strike deadline. So I wanted to have you guys here today on the show to talk about what things could potentially look like tomorrow should the company choose to not show proper value to its pilots and we take to the streets in the form of 1,800 pilots picketing tomorrow. Uh, Tom, I'm going to start with you. You've been an integral part of getting this pilot group ready to the point where you've created us the QRH that has become very familiar. For those that don't know what this quick reference handbook. And this is a little book that you can go through and it's got all the details of the strike no matter where you are. Tell me a little bit about it, Tom. Yeah, so it's uh, there's only a couple of, well, there's one memory action in the entire QRH. Nice. And that is on page three, we go and at the strike deadline, all pilots are required to check in with their local strike centers at 1-833-WJ-ALPA-1 or through the web at alpa.org WJA slash strike. Be prepared to verify your current status online with that and uh, pass that information along to our strike coordinators and they'll help you out with coordinating what you need to do after the strike deadline. Great. And speaking of strike coordinators, I mean, our one and only Captain Rob Sims sitting right beside you, Tom. Rob, you're the man with the plan in Toronto. You are the Toronto Strike Center co-chair with Mike Molinaro. You've been working around the clock. I know you've been putting in long shifts and I think you're going to be up late tonight. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, we hope not, but we are certainly ready, Chris. Um, Right now, the strike center is up and running 100%. We've had it going since yesterday. We've been working at this for the last uh, two and a half weeks. But as a uh, strike center co-chair alongside Mike Molinaro and working closely with strike center coordinator Carl Tremblay, the strike center is up and running 100%, and we have our volunteers ready, ready to roll. Um, currently, right now, today, we also have um, Captain Dan Hoskin from the SWAPA SPC Dallas. Uh, he's a coordinator there. He's up here with us, and he wants to join us for as long as we like to have him. And we want, we'll take him as long as we can get him. Very nice of uh, SWAPA to send him up. And he's there to shadow us, uh, watch how we're doing things, um, give us some tips, and just work alongside us with support, which is fantastic. It's pretty cool, Rob. You know, the fact that we have SWAPA guys up here, and they are not, uh, SWAPA is not an ALPA shop. They are the union that represents Southwest Airlines Estates. That's a big deal. I mean, Casey, their MEC chair, in sense, has been working with us very closely. And for him to show and send his, you know, SPC guy up, Dan, it says a lot. I mean, we've been saying... The people in Canada, the pilots in Canada, everybody's been, whether it's listening to this podcast or tuning into the news, again, all eyes are on WestJet, and it's pretty significant to have Southwest Airlines Union send someone up to learn and learn from what we're doing up here in Toronto today, Rob. Absolutely. it's uh, It's been sometimes overwhelming to see all the support, but it's so humbling, and it really gives us a good jolt in the arm. We uh, When we see this type of support... It really brings me back to 
I remember a point in my career where I never thought airline pilots would work this closely together. And to see this happening now, we see this movement happening south of the border, north of the border. Uh, the public are no noticing it now that pilots are unified uh, in this across this country and, and across uh, this continent. It's fantastic. Also, we had in today um, for a visit was Air Canada ELPA SPC. I see what you did there. Yeah, I like to drop that because we're proud of them uh, coming over to this uh, this union and uh, just joining the support with the rest of the ELPA groups across this country and in the states. It's fantastic. And uh, we had uh, three members drop in today. We got some pictures with them on the wall with our wall of unity, little polaroid uh, moment there. And uh, we're building that wall of uh, unity um, every day as we have more pilots drop in. So we dropped this late last night, and for those that weren't able to catch the, the last podcast, I believe it was Pyrep number 17, we were able to uh, relay some important information that, yes, Air Canada pilots have now joined ALPA. That is the same union that is obviously representing the WestJet pilots as we lead up to the strike deadline, and we couldn't be more happy. Charlene and her team, as well as all the national staff at ACPA and at ALPA, have worked very hard to become stronger together, and this is a big deal for Canadian aviation. I want to move along. Uh, also mentioned in the previous podcast, we talked about strike benefits. And that's part of the reason why I asked you guys to come in today. Uh, there's been a lot of questions. There's been a lot of darts. There's been a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls about what strike benefits entail. So as you guys are very familiar, we're very happy to hear that ALPA has significantly increased the strike benefit pay for pilots if we do go on strike. $2,480 US to the pilots if they're participating in strike activities. That's not nothing. That helps most families get through this. That will support the pilots to stay out longer, to make sure that this company knows that we are serious and they will. We will make them, as my friend Dave Campbell says. Right, guys? Yep. Okay, Tom, so the strike benefit's a great thing. Now, obviously, there's an expectation for our pilots on how to participate in strike activities to receive this strike benefit. So can you give me a couple examples of, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that picketing, walking around an airport with a sign and putting your time in that way, that's how the public and how our pilots picture, you know, strike activities. But there is several others. Can you touch on those? Yeah, so uh, good question. Because we've got guys, we've got pilots in uh, small bases or small cities like Charlottetown and Moncton and... Um, even even some small towns in Alberta that can't make it to a, a big city picket. Yeah, those are and those are great examples. I mean, out east where, unfortunately, we don't service nearly to the extent that we used to. So if I'm a pilot in Charlottetown, Tom, and I call in, what is the answer I'm likely to hear from someone in the strike center? So there's a number of different ways that we can get you to volunteer. Um, supporting local charities, calling into your strike centers to offer support uh, through making phone calls, um, just general volunteerism and supporting us in social media. Those are great ways, you know, and a lot of them don't take a lot of effort and to give back to the community, especially the Eastern communities, but across Canada, if you're in these smaller towns or smaller areas, we don't expect our pilots to be driving hours to come and put in a six-hour shift. It is just as effective to show that we are engaged with the community, that we care about the passengers that fly on us and that want to fly us. And, we, and hopefully, when this is all done, we will become that airline again. And they'll see that, and that optic is important, right? We've done a lot of work for charities such as Ronald McDonald House, and uh, that would certainly be one of the preferences that we send our pilots to to participate in during these strike activities as, as a part of giving back. Tom, we've talked about some of the smaller cities. Let's talk about the bigger cities where we have higher density of pilots living nearby. 
Tell me what cities pilots are going to be expected to be picketing at and where the public can expect to see our pilots picketing. Well, I'll start, uh, I'll start in the West and head to the East. Looking out in BC, we've got uh, pilots in Victoria and Comox, Vancouver and Kelowna will be expected into Alberta, Calgary, obviously in Edmonton, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon and Regina, Winnipeg next. And east into Ontario, we've got Thunder Bay, London, Hamilton, Toronto, and Ottawa. Then Montreal, and off to the east coast, there's St. John's and Halifax. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of picketing going on. And it is great, because we have a lot of pilots in a lot of those places. Unfortunately, we have five bases across the network. And we have a lot more people in a lot other places. So, I mean, we want to have these pilots being able to pick it as close to home as possible so we can have them there more often. It's just sensible, right? So uh, the public's going to see these pickets across the nation. You guys have set this up. You've done such a great job, Tom, with QRH, Rob setting up Toronto and, and manning Toronto. Again, less than 16 hours to the strike deadline. What are our pilots going to expect? I know I've been asked by several people, whether it's around here in the hotel, text, email, what's going on in Toronto? And uh, Rob, I think you're the man to answer that question. Chris, tomorrow morning, we're going to be picketing Onyx. And I think that's a relief for a lot of our listeners, especially our pilots. This is a spot they've wanted to picket for a very long time. And we've been holding off because we didn't necessarily want to bother our ownership group. However, it's very clear that this ownership group is not listening. And Rob, tomorrow we will make them listen, won't we? We are certainly ready for tomorrow, Chris. Everybody is unified and ready. And we're going to be down there as directed by our MEC. Awesome, Rob. Uh, Thanks for that. Now, there's been some questions and we put out some communications and you're going to continue to receive communications today as the day ticks on. You're going to hear things about, you know, what struck work. We're going to talk about parking. We're going to talk about logistics and a lot of these Eventbrite items, right? So one question we are getting is there's some pilots and because they, uh, we've had a lot of people leave our airline, as you two are both familiar with, they've had to hire. And some of our new hires are on probation. Granted, they typically don't stay that long under the contract we're currently working with, but those that want to participate and that are supporting, again, 93% strike mandate, there's obviously going to be brand new pilots here that are on probation that want to help out. Uh, I'm going to throw this to Tom. Tom, what can those pilots do? Yeah, Chris, um, we would prefer that our probationary pilots don't pick it so it doesn't put them in jeopardy at all. Um, Further to that, we expect our pilots not to cross any picket lines and then volunteer at their local strike center for any picketing activities that we ask them to do. And I think it's quite understandable that, you know, as a probationary pilot, there would be some concerns. I mean, WestJet is putting a schedule and they're expecting you to fly. You're on probation. There is a a risk of fairly easy termination here. But again, we are going on strike. We are putting ourselves in a position where we are no longer employed by WestJet at the decision of this MEC. So again, To reiterate what you said, Tom, probationary pilots, we have lots of other jobs. Every other pilot off probation, we need you to show up. We've also been getting a lot of questions about how many days, and we put communications out about the days worked. I just want our pilots to understand that the days worked to receive strike benefits are a minimum. So we've said that we want our pilots to come out for the first four days of the picket and show full strength as we go into this. By no means is this, oh, well, I'm only going to do two days here. I'm only required to do, you know, four days here, 10 days a month, whatever it may be. 
we want the pilots to be passionate, just as this MEC is passionate, just as your volunteers have been passionate. We want everybody showing up on the picket line, volunteering across the network. Please put the minimum days behind you and understand that this is a collective and this is for your family, this is for your career, and this is for our industry. I agree, Chris. I think the bigger issue here is having the collective unity shown on the picket line and strike pay and strike benefits is certainly secondary. That will get worked out on its own. We have some comms coming out later today that's answering a lot of questions, but we need our pilots to be unified and be there in attendance. Rob, I couldn't have said it better myself. And at the end of the day, we've put minimums in there so that there is pilots committed and we have to have some sort of format and some sort of requirement to receive, you know, what is a substantial amount of money for a lot of people while on strike. But at the end of the day, it's the local strike captains that'll determine that if, if they need to send you home two hours early, they'll tell you. If they need you to stay two hours late, they'll tell you. We're asking everybody to respectfully work with our local strike captains and follow their instructions to make sure that we are doing everything we can to leverage and bring this company to the table to give us that contract we know we all deserve. So tomorrow morning, Rob, the plan is 8 a.m., the Viscount parking lot. That's the Toronto plan, is it not? Yeah, Chris, 8 o'clock in the morning is uh, where we're going to be staging at, the Viscount parking lot, right next to the Alt Hotel. Uh, we're going to be bringing down um, four buses and 200-plus uh, pilots down to Onyx. The extra pilots will be uh, left over to picket at Pearson, and we're going to have a lot of work for picketing tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. On those buses, we'll have picket captains uh, briefing the pilots en route. And uh, we got a lot of guys that are already, you know, pretty used to this already. They've already done some quite a bit of picketing. <laughs> We've had us. some practice rounds, haven't we, Rob? We and they've gone so well, uh, fantastically executed. I expect nothing different tomorrow. You guys are going to knock it out of the park again. Hopefully, for our podcast listeners, this is not going to come to a strike. But we are extremely prepared for what could be dropping tomorrow. And we will not let the industry down. We will not let our peers down. And we will not let our families down. This is a big day. We want a deal, but we are ready to strike. Well said, Chris. Standing at the corner of Bay and Front Street with our pilots, we're doing that not just for ourselves and our peers, but for our families. And uh, that's a shout out to all families out there. Guys, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to leave the mic open here. Do you guys have any last comments, any last words for the podcast listeners or the WestJet pilots that are ready to go tomorrow? To my fellow WestJet pilots, it's been absolutely humbling and encouraging and inspiring to see everyone's collective unity build up to this point. And we wait a long time to be able to have our voices heard. Unfortunately, we have to go down this road. We will. But it's been a long time in the coming. And I uh, cannot say how much I am proud of not only the volunteers at the local strike center, but um, to this entire MEC and to all the pilots out there. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you on the picket line soon. Thank if you, Rob. And Tom, any, any final words from you? Yeah, it was well said, Rob. Um, my last and final request for, of all pilots out there is to call in to your strike centers after you've followed all of the QRH information. Download your QRH onto a non-company device so that you have it at your disposal anytime offline. Call in, set up your status with your LSCs, and just, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of all of our committees. We've all been stepping up for you guys. Please show them your support by coming down to a picket tomorrow, if necessary. Captain Tom Lindstrom and Captain Rob Sims, I, I thank you for your dedication. 
thank you for the sacrifice that you've had uh, with your families putting into this. And, uh, you know, we, we truly are ready for this, guys, and, and you guys have been a cornerstone of that. So thanks for jumping on the show with me this afternoon. Much appreciated. You guys got a lot of work ahead of you. Get a nap. Be ready. And thank you to all of our podcast listeners and WestJet pilots for listening to this episode of Pyra. 